0: Today on The Breakdown, it's time for us to go once more into the breach, to travel lands that have gone untouched for a little while now. That's right. We're sticking our heads back in the lion's mouth because we're doing a Matt Berkey Doug Polk hand because we cannot help ourselves. These guys played a hand. This is actually from a few years ago from Live at the Bike at Cash Game Hand, which is pretty darn fascinating. And both players have interesting decisions that, and they make decisions that, at least at first blush, I don't think we would have made, although we'll get into it. Um, but perhaps upon further examination, we'll change our mind. I'm, I'm curious to, to know what we think as we break it down a bit, because that's what we do on this show. We break it down, and we're going to do it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Denison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs>
1: Two of the most divisive players in the poker world, Doug Polk and Matt Berkey. One of them mm-hmm. we have much much more of a relationship with, I'll say. Polk is, you know, aware of us and references us from time to time. Sure. But Berkey's... Aware of us.
0: <laughs> I mean, in their <laughs> own ways, both have dismissed us, I would say, at certain yeah. times. Yeah. Um, but also both have been complimentary at other times. So it's an interesting we have an uh, interesting relationship with both the, of them.
1: The Berkey being complimentary of us, train has has left the station now. <laughs> and maybe you know, so. in the future, Polk may compliment us at, at yes. you know at times. And I don't think that's happening with Berkey. Yeah, Polk actually just apparently very
0: recently uh on the chip race podcast mentioned how uh when he was trying to figure out what to do, he like found our YouTube channel and like saw that we were analyzing videos and it sort of inspired him to move yeah. in that direction. Um, he of course also has, at least I shouldn't say famously said, but to me famously said, uh, he was on some stream and, uh, one of the businessmen types, I don't remember which guy it wasn't carry cats. It was a guy like carry cats said, uh, you know, you, you, have you seen the Poker Guys? I've been watching Poker Guys videos, and Doug said, "Who watches the Poker Guys?" No one watches the
1: Poker Guys. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember that, but yeah. now now it's in my brain. He didn't say it to be.
0: He was. He was doing it sort of laughingly yeah. and stuff like that. I, but um, but he did say that. That's pretty great. He also has actually at times. He once made a video critiquing our uh thumbnails like our way entitling. the way we use
1: youtube yeah. yeah and
0: by the way he was right on everything he said of and course. we changed everything after he did that <laughs> yeah. and I was like felt really lucky that he he was he just sort of like how to make how to become a youtube yeah. star basically and he used us as an example of doing stuff badly in, in one way and we were like thank god he did because now we know what to yeah. change uh not that we ever achieved his level of
1: no follower. no but uh at the same like it doesn't it feels like Polk is just like aware of us. Berkey fucking hates us. (laughs) That is possibly
0: true. Yeah. Yes. Well, so at the risk of, you know, stirring the pot one more time, uh, we're going to do, we're not, we're not going to not do hands by these guys just because, you know, maybe not everyone wants us to, i.e. Mr. Berkey doesn't seem thrilled with it, but whatever, we're going to do what we do.
1: And I don't think I'm going to come away from this hand thinking I, I disliked any plays, actually, based on what we've seen. But I might. It's uncle- I mean, I'm just not sure what
0: I'm going to think about most of these plays, honestly.
1: Yeah. And I want to make clear before this all starts. I really do. I genuinely like like Matt Berkey. Mm. Like, I think he's a nice guy, and I think he's fun and, and good for poker. Mm-hmm. Like, I genuinely like him, despite our, our history of the poker guys and Matt Berkey and how he feels betrayed by us or whatever happened. I like the guy. I want to make that clear no matter what I say throughout the podcast. If, like, if I critique his play, it's not coming from a personal place, right, it's right, because right. I'm doing my job as an wow. analyst. Like, seriously.
0: What has it come to that you needed to do that disclaimer? It
1: actually, it, it, it felt good. It, like, I'm not doing it for anybody's okay. benefit but my own. I, okay. I, I, like, I want to make that public because, like, if anybody who's aware of the poker guys and aware of Matt Berkey and, like, at least knows enough about the stuff that's going on, anybody who thinks about that thinks there's, like, a bad relationship right, there. Right. Which there is, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I not from I, our end. No, I don't. I don't feel. I don't feel bad feelings towards Matt Burkey no, 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 Like I, I like either. Matt Berkey. I, want, I just I, want to make that clear.
0: I don't feel bad feelings towards Matt Berkey either. But I'm certainly, obviously, certainly willing to critique his play as I am everyone else's in the world. That's what we do on this show, um, and we're going to keep doing that. Right, and yeah. so whether we're right or we're wrong, we're going to do our best, and that's all we
1: ever do. All right. Um, here's a question. Hit me because I want to talk about these players a bit more. Who do you think is a more divisive? Figure in the poker world, poker Berkey. When you say
0: divisive in this way,
1: that could mean a few different things. So, I know you could take it however you want. Oh, I'm going to go Polk anyway because he actually pokes bears all the time. He polks yeah.
0: bears. Yeah, he does. I mean, if it wasn't, uh, if it was six months ago, I would have said Berkey for sure. But it feels like Polk has really gone hard on the train of attacking most people on Twitter for sort of out of nowhere. At least it seems like. Just
1: today, he attacked Luke Schwartz. Yeah.
0: And, you know, honestly, like as, an, as a bystander who's unlikely to catch any of this. It's flag, entertaining. Yeah. I enjoy it. I think like, boy, Doug just doesn't care. Like yeah. I and so I think it's funny, but I completely would I would be if he was attacking me, I probably wouldn't love it so much. And uh, and I would feel like, well, where is this coming from? It it's,
1: feels a little bit mean. sometimes. yeah, it does. Like Doug Polk seems like a, I think I said this today when I when I saw the thing where with him attacking Luke Schwartz, like uh Doug Polk's like kind of a dick to most people, but he often has good insights into things. (laughs) You know, like that's, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like I'm sure he's very nice to a lot of people and maybe he's not really a dick ever in in real life, but he just likes to poke bears on Twitter.
0: I mean, it could be that he's doing it and like, and there's like a song in his heart as he's doing it, or it could be that he's just like kind of a sore winner. You know what I mean? Like he's been very successful in most of the things he's done, right? Like I mean, you you people might critique his YouTube this or that, but he was like a wildly successful YouTube person. He was at certainly at at points considered by many to be the best heads up player in the world. Very uh, successful in poker in general. What?
1: Very successful in poker yeah. in general.
0: Um, yeah. And probably successful in other things too, quite frankly, that we're not even aware of. Yeah. Know, he's got other businesses, stuff that he's always doing. And he's very wealthy at this point. He built himself up from nothing. He was mm-hmm. like he was like the, a super micro stakes player, you know? Right. Like back in the day, not that long ago, even like 10 years ago, he was playing the micros and like getting trash in the micros and, and talking about it on 2 Plus 2. So like he's come incredibly far. He's the dream, really. Um, so I can't tell if he's, uh, yeah, the sore winner who's sort of like now that he's successful, just like, pokes everyone and like has like a little anger with it or if he actually just like, you know, it's just funny.
1: Is it it's, always I can't tell. Is he playing is he playing the vigilante? Like I feel like <laughs> sometimes he's playing the vigilante like with with Negranu when back yeah. before they like healed their relationship by exchanging 1.2 million dollars in post direction. Uh if it, it felt like he was like kind of trying to be the tip of the spear of the poker world saying like, Daniel Negreanu, shut the hell up. You've gone too far. Yes. Like I'm going to take you down a peg. Well, like,
0: I if, mean, it was fair at the time, right? Yeah. He was, he was always leading the more rake is better charge against right. Negreanu, which was a completely reasonable thing to be doing.
1: I, I, if you're not on poke side, I don't know what you're doing. On right. That. Yeah. And like,
0: I like the idea of like, no, we're never going to let you forget this. Yeah. Like this was a complete betrayal of everything. And like, I'm fine with that actually, you know? Yeah. And so continuing to poke that particular bear, I think was great, and I support, even though I understand how uncomfortable that probably was for Daniel, and Daniel would like everyone to move on, just like Mel Gibson wants everyone to move on, but, you know, like, sometimes (laughs) you do things and say things that are indelible. And that's just your fault. They're on your record forever.
1: Yeah, and yeah, that's to Polk's credit, but I wonder if he lost the navigational ability to know if he was punching up or punching down at some point yes. though, because when he's attacking somebody like Christian Soto, who is Matt Berkey's business partner, and certainly for Polk, as far as stakes are concerned and reputation is concerned, is punching down. Of course. He and is. he's going after Christian Soto. Luke Schwartz is punching down. It you is know? like that. That's not as good of a look, right? That's a little different. Almost
0: always punching down is a bad look. Like yeah. you have to really pick your targets very carefully. Otherwise, yeah, now you look like a bully. And like you're, you're sort of cruel, yeah. And so, but punching up, and now it feels like when he does that with Negrano, he's doing it for all. He speaks for all of us. And know? in a
1: way, that's that is how it felt for yeah. the poker community. Like, yeah, Negrano did some fucked up things as far as the more is better. And then he had his wild summer of 2020, where I don't know, he he just was acting strangely on the internet, and mm-hmm. it was not a good look for Negrano. And Poke was, you know, I guess in a way, in his mind, setting him straight, right? Yeah. And that's ultimately it seemed to have healed the relationship to have played mm-hmm. heads up, right? I think it's a very interesting thing what Doug Polk does on the internet. Like, I don't know why he does it. That's what's,
0: I think that's, what's the most interesting I, thing to me. I don't get it at all. It's always a surprise to me when he like, he had said he was retiring from poker after this Negrano thing. He said he didn't like playing. He didn't enjoy that whole thing. It was too much work. And then he recently like called out Phil Hellmuth and offered to play, you know, 25,000 hands with him yeah. for, you know, in free roll. Basically, I mean, it's not a free roll, really, but like a million dollars to zero, basically as, as a side bet. Uh, if, if somehow Phil could beat him um, challenging Luke Schwartz like this. I have to believe there's more behind it than him just calling him out. Right. I don't know. I did I see know.
1: one thing he said that he's like, well, I guess now I'm a professional bum hunter. Like, mm, so. Maybe, right. There you go. Maybe that's really what he's doing. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. He's like, well, you know, I'm not really crypto Doug poke. That was the thing I tried and I don't want to do that anymore. And poker is not really for me. But if I'm going to play poker, I might as well play high stakes against players. I think I can beat and I can antagonize them online. Like maybe that's his idea.
0: Yeah, um, but at the same point, like playing, even Negranu, he spent months training for. You know, yeah. Like, and like someone like Luke Schwartz, you have to prepare oh, absolutely. And like, I don't think he liked doing any of that. And honestly, as we know, and maybe maybe you guys forgot because I mentioned this only once on this show months ago now. But while Doug won one point two million dollars in Negranu's money, he actually that one point two that he won, he also lost because to play that. Uh, series against Negreanu, he had to cash in some Bitcoin, he ca- and that Bitcoin literally been worth 1.2 million more during that period of time. So if he had done nothing, he would have had the same amount of money than if then it, all the work he put into the Negreanu thing. So was it actually worth it to him? I don't know. Like I think yeah. it's easy for him to say, like, boy, I should have just done nothing at all. Like it could have worked zero and been in the same spot. you like, are trying
1: to compare whatever choice you made versus crypto markets is always a fool's errand. Of
0: course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. But it's sort of, but it is sort of funny and ironic that yeah. like they both lost $1.2 million basically I think is what it was.
1: Yeah. Effectively. In a way. Yeah, in a way. In a way. So Polk is divisive in that way as many of you know. Berkey's divisive in the poker community not because of his personality or anything. I think everybody would say he's a nice guy. Um. Yeah, I think that's true. It's because of how he plays, right? Which is yeah. what ended up with us on his shit list. That's what that's what got us on his shit list. Correct. Yeah, I was, was talking about how he plays. Um, do you think that, Berk, like, poker, is probably the most divisive personality in poker besides maybe Phil Hellmuth at this point?
0: Okay. I don't know if that's true, but sure. Is, Tony G, I don't know.
1: Is Berkey the most divisive play in the poker community? Like, people analyzing his play divisively. He has a lot of fans. It's kind of like Joe Rogan of poker. Not to equate him, <laughs> not to equate him personality-wise or anything like that, but, like... People kind of, like, love it or, or hate it type of thing.
0: I don't know. Uh, it's weird. I mean, he gets he certainly gets critiqued a lot, not just by us, right? Yeah. Um, and he has fans, but a lot of the fans are his clients, right? Which I guess is still fair. Yeah. Like, because they... They chose to be. His I think clients. he has fans outside of. Of his course, clients. no. I, when I say fans, I'm sorry. Fans of the plays he's making, as opposed to like thinking they're good versus not. Of I, I think he has fans.
1: non-client people yeah. who think okay. that. I'm sure, sure you're. I'm, I'm sure you're right. Of course, I'm I sure am. you're right. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah. Anyway, but also, by the way, his clients count. They would, of course, they count because they don't have to be his. Clients. They're more than fans. They're paying. him Yeah, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're actually. Yeah. They're believers. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I don't want to go down this path too too much. I always feel like just yeah he's pretty divisive I guess is what yeah, I'm going to say and I, I have to give there may, there may be so, there may be other people who are even more but it's hard to think of somebody
1: yeah I mean maybe Phil Hummuth is also very divi- divisive yeah like, as
0: far as his play is concerned Phil, Phil probably is even more so yeah. but because of, but it all is a big package for him too, right right like he's it's partially because he's won so many bracelets and he talks about himself as yeah. the greatest and his personality is what he is all that goes together to make him even more so
1: right right so anyway just thought it was it's cool to examine what we're dealing with here with these two guys because you know it's two of the biggest names in poker sure you don't think
0: so i mean the average person's never heard either one of these guys two of the biggest names not the two biggest names right like i would think the average person like if we pick some of our friends who are not poker playing friends they could probably name six poker players and none of them would be
1: these guys so let's see they could name let's see an in order probably phil Hellmuth, daniel negranu Doyle Brunson. Johnny Chan before Doyle Brunson. Johnny Chan before Doyle Brunson. For sure. Ra- okay. Rounders. Johnny Chan. Doyle Brunson. Doyle Brunson. Tom Dwan? Phil, Phil Ivey? Phil
0: Ivey. I don't know about Tom Dwan. Probably not Tom Dwan.
1: Phil Any Ivey, other that's five. old school guys? Maybe Antonio Sfondiari? Uh Chris Moneymaker. Ah, Chris Moneymaker, yeah. Does that count?
0: I think so. He's been a, he's been a professional poker player for like 15, 20 years. Yeah,
1: I guess he has. I mean... That's what we he's don't, known for. We don't know if he's really, like, making money playing poker or Whatever. if he's just sponsored forever. He's, he's yeah. a poker player. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He is. So, yeah, Moneymaker might be actually, like, second.
0: Yeah. Or but, third. So that's, like, six guys. I don't know if... I don't think Antonio would be, like... I don't think my dad knows who Antonio is, yeah. yours, but he probably knows all those other guys.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: There might be another guy or two like that as well. Like, Amarillo sw- Slim. Oh, know, yeah, because he was on, like, like Johnny that. Carson and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There might yeah. be another guy like that, too. So... I'm saying these guys are nowhere close to that list. Mike Caro? Probably not. If you aren't already in poker, you probably just don't have any kind of... That doesn't mean anything to you. Does Stu Unger count? As a poker player, he does, for sure. So then maybe he's number one? No, most people don't know who Stu Unger is. Really? Yeah, like your wife does not know who Stu Unger is, I bet, but she probably does know a lot of the other people on the list. Well... She she's example? She's also my wife. You so know. she does know who Stu Unger is? I
1: think she knows who Stu Unger is. Also, she's more oh, okay. likely to know who poker players are. That's it may, true.
0: That's true. She probably knows who David Peters is, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm saying, like, most people do not know who Stu All right. Stu these Unger
1: guys is. might be in the 10 to 20 range of current known players, though. I mean, I'd push them further down, but who cares? Yeah. Whatever. Let's play some poker. Okay. Deal the fucking cards. Why? Wow, are you exasperated? Yeah. Why?
0: I don't know. We spent a lot of time doing something and then decided it didn't matter. But <laughs> well, you're looking at me like we don't always do yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. We don't always do it. Sometimes we get right to the hand.
1: Here, The thing is, like, often when we don't get right to the hand, we're talking about, like, which is the best size of bubble. Yes. But we actually are talking about poker players at least this time.
0: <laughs> I know. So I feel like we're wasting our time.
1: Right. We should be talking about
0: G.I. Joe, the movie. I mean, which one? That's the thing. The first one. Who even talks
1: about the second one? <laughs>
0: So Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Mm.
1: There's some underwater thing going on.
0: Yeah. You know, not to get into this, but there's, oh, a Snake, there's a Snake Eyes movie coming out soon. Oh. Snake Eyes origin movie starring Henry Golding, the guy from Crazy Rich Asians.
1: Oh, okay. He's,
0: he's uh, uh, you know, it doesn't look very good, but it's got a lot, <laughs> oh, of, really? got a lot of action. <laughs> a lot of action in that trailer.
1: Uh, thought it, thought it one last fire. thing i think i think the g.i joe movie <laughs> yeah. was actually the first thing i ever watched on netflix streaming back when netflix first oh. launched streaming it was like one of the few things they had right and i was like it's free to me let's watch the yeah. g.i joe movie who
0: else was in that movie oh Mar- channing tatum oh channing tatum was um it was it marlon wayans one of the wayans brothers was i in don't it. remember i think it was marlon wayans was in it who are the women oh um jude law's sienna miller Jude, Law, Jude oh, ex was in okay. it as uh, the Baroness. Excellent. I feel great that I got G.I.
1: Joe. Real American hero. All right. That deserves another watch, doesn't it?
0: Well, how about the sequel with The Rock and Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis as G.I. Joe. I don't think I saw that. Bruce Willis is like, my friends call me Joe. And it's like, all right, all right. I don't on. think I actually saw no this. No one sequel. saw it. How I saw the first it? one. <laughs> yeah, and you watch movies with The Rock in it, but no one saw that movie.
1: You don't watch movies with The Rock in it? I saw Skyscraper. <laughs> everybody watches movies with the rocket. I don't watch that many movies. They're ubiquitous. The <laughs> did You, you have see to rampage. Yes. Regrettably. Really? It was when a friend was in town and we were bored and we were <laughs> looking for something to do. Wow. That movie was awful. Yeah. Of that course was. it was, but like the Jumanji movies are delightful.
0: Um, disagree. Really? I did not like the first one. Did not watch the second one.
1: I thought they were both delightful. Did not like the first one. Whatever. You like horrible bosses too. What do you know? All yeah, right. So do. this hand yeah, of course. It was suggested by Mark Testart Hey, and Volkman. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Volkman. And it is a Live of the Bike cash game hand. It is high stakes, 100, 200, but there's a $200 big blind ante. That's pretty okay. significant. It matters. Sure. Uh, Matt Berkey. Yeah, we talked about him before in the podcast. Am I right? He opens the hand from plus two. He's got Ace of Diamonds, King of Spades. Mm-hmm. And I fucking hate this play. Shut up. <laughs> no, it's fine, obviously. He makes, it, he makes it 1K, which is like perfectly good sizing with the 200 big blind right. You yeah. can even go bigger if you want to. But right? 1K is fine. Yeah. He's got 87K. Okay. Folds to poke on the button. He's got 100K in front of him. Eight, nine of spades. Decides to call. Sure. Any argument for three betting over calling? Obviously, you're entering the pot with this hand.
0: Of course, you could sometimes three bet this hand. Absolutely. We're really deep, right? So yeah. there's a lot of room here. Um, we're not going to get four bet very often. Here's actually a spot where we might get four bet. Berkey could four bet us with this hand. I don't know if he would. Um, Sometimes. yes, Sometimes. No, I would guess. Yeah. Uh, Having position is nice. We're going to win a lot more of the time if we three bet, but of course we can also get ourselves in some different kinds of trouble. I think a call is standard, but a three bet should, we should three bet with this hand a little bit too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Calling feels way more natural though. Yeah. Of course on the button. It's
0: great to be on the button and actually you want to preserve depth when you're on the
1: button. So, and he does, he calls kind of a hand. He calls the blinds fold. Mm-hmm. Pot's 25-75. 25-75. Does that make sense? Yeah, sort of. I guess maybe there's dead money somewhere. Got me, man. Who, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. 25-75 yeah.
0: yeah. in the pot. 25-50, <laughs> 100-200. Who cares? Go doesn't,
1: ahead. doesn't matter. Ace, 7-7 seven, seven flop. Ace of spades, 7 of clubs, 7 of diamonds. Berkey flops top, top. Polk flops nothing with 8-9 of spades. He does yeah. have two back doors, of yeah. course. Berkey bets. Is there an argument for checking?
0: Um, sure. The argument for checking is there's absolutely nothing to be afraid of. We're going to get a lot of folds if we bet. It's hard to get three streets if we bet. Yeah. Um, we could get Polk to start bluffing right now. And if he goes check, check, we can still try and get two streets later. And there's like no flush draws. There's no car that can come. That's really going to be a problem for us. Totally reasonable to bet. Of course, the other side of it is betting means we can start to get value right now from all aces and we can go for three streets, which we might be able to get against the call there. Doug could have ace-10 suited and just feel like he has to call us down.
1: Yeah, and against ace-10 suited specifically, I would think um, we're more likely to get three streets by betting than by checking. Like, Polk will probably bet if we check, but Mm -hmm. it'd be weird for us to get... Poked to bet three times without improving to aces up and we're a better aces up, and we you know. can't really
0: ever check raise with this hand yeah. against his flat call because he does have sevens and, and he's got a lot of sevens and a lot of folds when we check raise right and neither of those are yeah. what we want um so yeah it, so i think betting is probably better because of that yeah but it's not crazy to check sometimes in fact we should sometimes check this hand of course
1: sometimes to protect our range but i think in a vacuum betting makes more money Yep. Against Polk's range.
0: I agree. And Polk is probably going to call once with like a lot of hands, like a lot yeah. of pairs and stuff like that, you know.
1: So Berkey bets 1,500 2575, which cool. is, you know, just trying to maximize value against aces, I guess. I think so. Which is cool. Uh, here's the thing that Doug Polk does. He doesn't fold. I mean, that's already just weird. Yeah, he has a nine of spades on the A77 board. Yeah. With the ace of spades. It's not even the seven of spades. He doesn't even have a straight flush backdoor. What the heck? He's going to raise... Would you prefer a call if you're going to be making a move in this hand as Doug Polk with this hand? Do you think calling or raising is better?
0: Okay, so I don't hate a raise because if we have a seven, we might raise it right now to try and get yeah. value, to try and maximize value against an ace. Yes, we do better when we raise early in a hand than rather than late in a hand. When right. we right, like we're more likely to get paid. Yeah, uh, in general. Um, we're gonna raise some of our sevens for sure. We can definitely have sevens. Look, we have nine eight of spades. Of yeah. course, we can have eight seven and maybe suited. five
1: seven suited plus. Maybe
0: uh, certainly six seven and eight seven. Yeah, maybe five seven and nine seven. Yeah, um, probably a seven suited as well. Right. So those are all. Those are all the hands we really have. I guess we can have quads too. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So so I think it's fine to raise here. Obviously, we're not always gonna raise. Yeah. I think I like I like the raise. Um, People often get too cool and call. I feel like raising your strong hands is usually a good idea.
1: Well, that also, on this board, yes. if we if we had a seven, we would raise most of the time, it feels like. Because of the ace and yeah. because
0: of where he opened from and all that.
1: Right. And it's not like there's a ton of different types of value you're repping when you're raising. It's very clear what you're repping if you're poke. It's mostly just trip sevens. Yeah. Um, and, like, if you're saying you have that strong of a hand, why would you call? Like, if you call, you put yourself in a position where, like, you might end up repping ace 10, which might be worse than Berkey's actual hand. That's right. So that's right. If you want to give yourself a chance to actually fold out aces, sometimes raising is the play. If you want to, if you expect that Berkey is full of a lot of fluff here, then calling might be the play because you're like, Oh, well, he has King queen, but um, I want to see another street before I make a move. I don't know. I think raising is better.
0: I mean, also Berkey, if he's got like ace nine suited, right? He bets once gets called. He may go into check call mode
1: anyway, and we won't be able to get him to fold. Right?
0: Yeah. He's like, I'm just going to check call and hope you have a worse ace. Like that's going to happen a lot, right? Or Or a bluff, or or, doing something weird. Yeah, Yeah. because you flatted. Um, So I I think raising is good. Yeah. Yeah. So he does raise to 4,200. I mean, if you're going to continue, yes. Obviously, folding makes the
1: most sense by a mile. It does, but actually, let's uh, we something we didn't talk about that I meant to touch on is what should the bluffs be on this board? Because mm-hmm. if you're going to have raises, obviously, you want to raise a seven sometimes. Yeah. So you want to raise some other things. This actually makes plenty of sense to me. This hand's pretty good. I think eight, six suited is probably the best bluffing hand. This is probably the next best one. Yeah, round. two back doors.
0: Yeah. Two back doors also, but you're also block eight, seven, and yeah, nine, yeah. seven, which right. is good. And yeah. that's why eight, six is even better, because six, seven is going to be even yep. more likely. But yeah, but two back doors with it, that all combines If you're If you're going to raise, this is a reasonable thing. Also... You might get a lot of insta folds, right? Yep. On this board specifically, with no like, if Berkey has king queen and he's just continuing, he's just going to throw his hand away, right? What's he yep. going to do?
1: Well, that'd be a great result, but from a range perspective, I think, like you said, this is one of the best hands we can raise with. Yeah. So I think it, it's honestly it's probably an overall good play. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Berkey can't fold. Nope, but it already starts to suck. It sucks right? already. Obviously, Polk's not repping ace jack here. Like we're not beating what he's repping.
0: All we can beat is what he has, basically, is this kind of a hand.
1: Yep. But it's Doug Polk, so you have to know that he can have this type of exactly. Hand. And as Berkey, we have very near the top of our range, so Alrighty. we have to call.
0: We may have some sevens. We've got a lot more aces, yeah, for sure. And while we can have pocket aces, that's not very common either. There's right. only three combos of that. We've got a lot, like 12 combos of ace-king, A bunch of combos of ace-queen, ace-jack. Ace-10. Ace-10. This is the top of all those aces, of course, we have to call. But you can see, if you're Berkey, like, where this is going already. It's like, well, like, it could just be triple-barreling here and, like, do I have a plan? I mean, Berkey probably does. Yeah. But... You already have to be thinking about, like, what am I doing on the river? Because he's probably betting the turn, and if he's betting the turn, he's probably betting the river, right? Because he's going to be pretty polarized. Plan
1: A is to hit another ace. That's plan A. That's a a
0: pretty good plan. Yeah. But since that doesn't happen very often, we're going to need a plan B also. Yeah. Maybe plan B is, like, hope he checks back sometimes and figure it out when he doesn't. I mean, look at sizing and figure it out, I guess, you know. Sometimes the board doesn't doesn't cooperate super well, uh, and sometimes it does. So we could see what the board does too. Although usually it shouldn't matter too much in this spot, right?
1: Yeah. Well,
0: he's got to call, so he does. He has to call, but it already starts to suck. As it does usually when you don't have a monster. You just have a very good hand. and you get raised. (laughs) Yeah. Pot's
1: 11K now. Yeah. Nitrogen Sports also. Is 11K. (laughs) It's something. They're both 11K. I'm pretty sure on the last... Yes. Podcast we recorded, we said nitrogen sports is 11k. It was yeah. actually 11k. Was,
0: we said it was 11 thousand was the rating out of 100 that Consumer Reports gave. ah yes. And once again, 11k. But this is out of out of 15k's, and it's not thousands anymore. It's just out of that that many k's. And so 11 out of 15 is good though for for Consumer Reports. <laughs> <laughs> like you really want to get that's green. You want to get that. It's still ahead of everybody else.
1: It's still the best. <laughs> <laughs> You've really started us off well. <laughs> Adwise.
0: <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry i kind of blew that i guess yeah ah. out 11 out of 15 <laughs> <laughs> more like 11 out of 10 all right okay yes of course there's no flaws in nitrogen sports it is
1: excellent if you use the link in the description especially you unlock the power of nitrogen sports yes it's like iron man putting that thing in his heart yes it's that's like right. that. the yeah. The arc reactor. Yeah, it's like you can have the Iron Man suit, which is just nitrogen sports, which is cool. It's yeah. nice. It looks cool. But if you use the arc reactor, which is the link in the description of this podcast, you get all the flying and shit.
0: Yeah. Like it's awesome. That's <laughs> even better because the flying and shit comes. Like, what's the suit doing then? It's chilling out. Yeah. And <laughs> just checking.
1: Yeah. sort of armor like in, in medieval times. Oh, that kind of armor. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, all of this to say. Use the link in the description. You get access to special Poker Guys stuff, including our monthly tournament, in which there is always an overlay. You got to check yeah. it out. You got to play. It's, you, eh, <laughs> eh, eh. you can also sports bet and casino gamble on Nitrogen Sports.
0: Yeah, that overlay is mandated, by the way, from all the way from the top. Yeah, there from has the, to be an the
1: government of Iceland. The least amount
0: of overlay it can be is 40% of the prize pool, and it's usually much, much more. Yeah. That's how good this
1: is. Yeah, this is that good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> quick aside yeah so we call him iron man right iron man in theory that would mean because he's like his suit is made of iron yeah is his suit made of iron no it's obviously an alloy <laughs> like, that's ridiculous why are we calling him why is no one talking about this iron man's a terrible name for this guy i understand in the 40s or whatever stanley invented him he probably did have a suit of iron because stanley didn't know any better and no one cared but now we know more we can be better there were already alloys <laughs> in the 40s <laughs> were
1: there yes
0: but were they used in comic books? I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> you know, like he makes the original suit. Maybe he does make it out of iron. You think back to like he was in that cave.
1: And yeah. All that. But then, come on, the red. The I mean, right away, that is as you said. You've it's just an ally. debunked your own argument. By the way, you just go with the origin story. Like when he, the first suit was iron, he's Iron Man. But. He wasn't called Iron Man until he was already wearing the, the next. But suits. everybody heard about that. And no one like, heard about fucking iron. Man. Not a single
0: person heard this about dude it. Dude is iron. Man. We don't even know if that metal was iron. I doubt it. They was. tried to
1: name him alloy man and everybody <laughs> got mad.
0: <laughs> iron Man is a is a strange name. But it's actually better than like most of the other metal names.
1: Everything in Steel Man. Everything in your beloved Marvel universe is strange if you take a step back and actually How is Spider-Man strange? How dare you? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Nothing's strange about Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, it's all science based. Okay. Great
0: power. Get on nitrogen.
1: (laughs) Get you some poker. Get you you some poker. (laughs) All right. So there's eleven thousand dollars in the pot. Yeah. The turn is the nine of clubs. So Doug Polk does hit a nine. Right, he was hoping for you know the ten of spades, but this improves him. He's always behind, though, right? Like hundred percent. Berkey's the time. probably just throwing away king queen.
0: Oh yeah, plot. yeah. Like I would think we're up against like tens plus, pretty much always. Maybe we're lucky and he's got eights, but we have an eight in our hand. Yeah, uh, so we're always behind. Yeah, I mean, could he ever have an underpair to the sevens? Seems very unlikely. Most of the time, he's going to have an ace or an overpair yeah. to the
1: sevens. Yeah, usually an ace. Berkey checks. I think he's kind of boxed into doing that at this point. Yeah. All right. What do you do as Doug Polk now? You're definitely behind. Yeah. But, but you, which you did pick up air quotes showdown value, but it doesn't really feel it's like fake showdown value. Yeah. yeah. Eleven thousand in the pot. I think we absolutely should bet here. Yeah. Just bluffing.
0: Yeah. Like I think there's there's reasonable parts of the range we can fold out. Right. Like can
1: Berkey is Berkey going to continue to call with queens? I don't think so. I think we're folding out every non ace, and then the Maybe. weak aces become a question. Exactly. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, like let's we
0: started this. Let's continue. Like we actually have a tiny bit of equity now because unless Berkey has pocket aces or pocket sevens, we have two outs at least. Yeah, we didn't have any outs. Like you know, we could have we could have turned no equity. Right, we turned some equity. It's not great. I think we're uh, betting
1: either way on the turn. I think we are. I too. don't think raising the forty two hundred on the flop is a is a plan by itself. Like that's not enough. We have to know we have to continue on it, most cards. It's possible Doug isn't continuing on most cards, and
0: he's only continuing on cards that give him. Any kind of a draw or he hits an eight or a nine to give him like so he's okay. got some equity. But that's to a beat. lot that's a lot of cards. Sure, but right. that's not most. That's yeah. less than half the decks. Okay. Though. But it's but it might be like 40 some odd percent of the time. I don't know. I'm just making this up. When so you think he's just giving up on the four diamonds? That's the question. Um he probably shouldn't. Yeah. Right? Um, because like let's be honest, two outs is like what? It's four percent anyway. So he, yeah, four percent is better than zero. Yeah. So that is good, but it's only four percent and it's not enough. Like we so We have to believe our fold equity is strong either way here. And I think going for it is the right play once we've started this path. I agree, especially because we know we're behind. Yes. It's not like we can hope that. Well, as we said, pocket eights, maybe pocket fours once in a while. But I imagine those hands are sometimes folding the flop anyway. Yeah, sure. But when they don't, like a bet will fold them out right now. Sure. Although we're now beating them. So that's.
1: Well, Polk is know. not targeting those hands right. with this bet. Of course. He's tar- he, he wants to get some of those aces to fold, too, because he bets 14,200 into 11K. Wow. What do you think? You like it? Oh,
0: man. He's polarizing hardcore here. Yeah. He's saying, he's basically saying, yeah, I've got. I've got a seven. Yeah. I've de- I like, 100% have a seven. Yeah. Right? That's what he's saying. And not, nothing I mean, that else That's already sense. the case on the flop. He had nothing but a seven. Yeah. He does, he's not raising pocket nines on the flop, we don't think. No. Well, we don't know that. Seems like no, the- no, no, ace, ace, seven, seven. I'm yeah. sorry. I was thinking sevens were the top card. Uh, no, he's definitely not raising nines there. That doesn't make any sense. No. He can just call. Um, no, he's, so now he's like 100% has a seven. He doesn't have ace, queen, no. and, getting clo- and getting cute. I mean, he didn't on the flop anyway. I agree, but I'm saying like, we can, comp- we can a million percent eliminate everything but a seven. Um, we mostly could anyway. But when he overbets the turn, holy moly. Um, so yeah, he's saying like fold ace, ten. Consider folding Ace Ten, Berkey. Right?
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's pretty tough as Berkey because combinatorially, there's not that much on either side. If you if the bluffs are constructed of what we talked about on the flop, which are like six eight suited, eight nine suited, and maybe five six suited, mm-hmm. uh, there's you know not that many combos of those, especially now that the nine has come. Yeah. So there's what like ten combos of that, um, and then the value also doesn't have very many combos. It's like Maybe five seven suited, six seven suited, seven eight suited and seven nine suited. Right. Yeah, so that's like a seven combos. It's not much. Um and it's really gotta be one of those types of hands, right? Like what else can he have?
0: Unless he has some super weird air. Yeah. Which it's possible, but it's unlikely. I'm thinking of a hand he played against Alec Torelli on Live at the Bike, Doug Polk. Yeah. Where he had like eight six off and like four bet pre. And then triple barreled on an ace king high board, and Charlie called him down with pocket jacks. All th- a I remember that hand. Yeah, and Doug like couldn't believe it. You know, uh, just shaking his head. You know, well, I
1: think the super weird air is a lot more likely when you take massively aggressive actions pre flop yes. than once you already have defined ranges and see a flop.
0: I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's really fair. Um, I'm saying that we can't completely eliminate super weird air. Like he might make a play at you because he's Doug Polk, and he just might. Yeah. But I think mostly those are the ranges, what you said.
1: I guess maybe he could also have some Broadway cards that have back doors. Like, yeah. like the King, Queen of Spades, hands like that. I think so. It's possible. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah,
0: because then he's also blocking like Ace, King, and Ace, Queen on the flop anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is nice.
1: It's but a little it's bit. better to block the sevens than the aces. It,
0: it is, but, but blocking Ace, King, Ace, Queen is nice because that makes it harder for him to call you down on later streets. So, it's does, like,
1: so does blocking sevens.
0: Well, but right, but he's less likely to have a seven than an ace anyway, Berkey. So like yeah. Ace King Ace Queen is like if we can sort of say like he's got way more ace jack, ace ten, ace nine suited than ace king, ace queen now, because yeah. we've got King Queen in our hand, like the calling range later on in the like not on the flop, but turn and river, we're gonna fold out, we're gonna be more successful folding him out.
1: Yeah, that's a fair point. So maybe King Queen's better, actually. I don't think I I still don't think I agree with that because we're guaranteed to to get smashed by the sevens not necessarily ace king or ace queen. Right, but Berkey just doesn't have that many sevens. Right, I mean, it's Berkey. I know the, the reason that Berkey hates us and you specifically, yes. is because uh, like the thing that broke the camel's back yes. was was the critique of him opening Queen Eight suited under the gun. That's true. A strong critique critique of that. Not play. Queen Seven suited. No, Queen Eight suited. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I mean, like, I mean, those
0: are different hands. You can't make a straight with Queen Seven. But I hear you. I hear you. But, but the he's, point is, he,
1: this, he's not even under the gun here. He's plus two. He's, he could have ten
0: seven. He's two spots point. better. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... He probably can't have jack seven, but he probably can have 10 seven suited. Here, yeah, right? and maybe four seven suited. Yeah, you said that before we started this. I don't believe he can have four seven, but I'll give you five seven suited, and that's not very different. Yeah. It's only two combos less, right? Okay, he's got some sevens, but he still has way more aces. Yeah. These are all suited sevens, and there's only there's only two sevens on the board. Yeah. And, like, all the aces don't have to be... Most of the aces don't have to be suited. He can have ace nine off and be Matt Berkey plus two for sure. Probably. You know? I think so. Um, he can have ace eight I don't know if he can have Ace-8 off or not. Maybe. But having King-Queen
1: doesn't really help
0: against that. No, it does because um, if we think he's got more Aces, right, we want him to have a hand like Ace-8 off. We don't. I mean, we love him to fold on the flop, but once he calls, yeah. we want to have King-Queen so that way he has more Ace-8s and less ace king ace queens. Sure. That's what I'm saying.
1: Yeah. It's like okay. the Aces
0: are now weighted towards weaker Aces that are going to really struggle to call triple barrels versus stronger Aces that may feel obligated to.
1: I think I still prefer blocking the the seven combos. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I agree, but, you know.
0: Other people can argue about that. Let's not let's spend let's not spend any more time on that. Yeah, that's not the most it. interesting part of this. Fuck it. Yeah.
1: All right. So Polk bets fourteen thousand two hundred. Okay. Yeah. He goes really big. Do you think that's cool? Do you think that's a good idea?
0: I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. I believe it's possible for him to do that for, with value. I really do. I don't. Yes. I think he's one of these guys who absolutely can have eight seven suited here or nine seven suited and really do this for value. Yes. So as long as he can do it for value, then I think it's awesome because look at the hand that Berkey has. If Broke actually had 8-7, he's, he's probably going to feel
1: like he has to call with ace-king, ace ace-queen, right? right? So I, I like it. Well, Berkey does feel like he has to call. He yeah. does call. Obviously, it sucks to call the flop. It, this sucks more. Yep. Things are getting real. This is a big threat of a big bet on the river. Oh, yeah. Really big bet. It sucks. But he's way ahead. He is. That's good. Until... Till Doug Polk. The pot is $39,000. The river is the nine of hearts. I mean, come on. He backdoors the full house. He goes running nines. Ace of spades, seven of clubs, seven of diamonds, nine of clubs, nine of hearts. Doug Polk with nine eight of spades. Yep. Somehow. He's got nines full against Brookies, ace king. What were the percentages on the flop there? I, I think it was like 98-2 or something like that. Well, he had he had a bunch of
0: backdoors too. He had other backdoors. Yeah. So Do he probably you
1: think that amounts to more than two percent when
0: with the, with, Berkey uh, has redraws. Yeah, probably not. That's right. Any ace kills it all, and, right? or seven. Yeah. Good point. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Something like that. Anyway. Yeah. Jeez. That's a good runout. That's a good runout.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, Berkey can't bet. Obviously, Berkey's never betting. All right. So there's a couple questions. First one is how much should Poke bet because Berkey checks 39k in the pot. We're just deeper. We just have a lot of money. Everyone is, has a lot of this money. This is one of those like poker is goofy spots where it's like before I was betting this hand because I wanted my opponent to fold and now the hand is better and I still have my opponent on the same range that I had him on before, but I want him to call. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's interesting. It is. Okay, so the
0: pot is what'd you say? Sorry, 30, 39, 39. And we have everyone's deep, deep, deep. Right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Berkey was the effective stack with 87 K to start.
0: Okay, um, so yeah, so we still got Seventy five thousand or something like that, seventy two thousand. Okay, Um, I mean, I think we should go really big. Okay, like really, really like fifty k, something like that. Forty five, more than the pot. Like we just bet more than the pot and got called. Let's do it again. We now, if he's got pocket aces, so be it. If he's got pocket sevens, so be it. We've got a huge hand. He often has the hand that he has. He may just feel trapped into calling. Let's go for it, man. We're Doug Polk. We are balanced in ways that most people aren't. And Berkey knows that. He just has to call for certain parts of his range.
1: Quick thought experiment. in a me. while. I, I bet you know I'm gonna, where I'm going. If you're Polk and you bet 50K and Berkey moves in for 72K... Oh, man. What's, what do you do?
0: <laughs> <laughs> um...
1: I think you have to call Matt Berkey because he, he yeah. might turn his That's what ace, I was thinking. He might turn his ace blocker into a bluff.
0: Yeah. I think you do have to call Matt Burke. Because yeah. imagine also if you're Burkey, you could be trying to get a seven to fold. You're not trying to get a nine to fold. Yeah. So now you could have you could have gone with weird running nines.
1: You you called with you had, two you had back to have doors, ace nine. You had to have ace nine. Or you called with two back doors on I'm, the fly. Out of position. I don't yeah. think we did
0: that. No, we have to have ace nine. Or we have pocket nines or ace nine, maybe we yeah. called. Even pocket nines is pretty questionable. Yeah. Um but like we're doing specifically to, to get, we have an ace blocker, and we're doing it specifically to get uh, sevens to fold. Where now there's two kinds of full houses. It's kind of interesting, but I think you're right. Yeah, it's Matt Berkey. We just have to we have to call against anyone who could be bluffing. When we're this strong, we have to call.
1: I don't know. Like Berkey has a lot of bluffs in him. I don't know if he has the 20k more bluff turn my ace into a bluff. I don't know either. But he's got some weird plays, and I just yeah. wouldn't want. I would hate to make.
0: When, when I know I'm up against a guy who does weird plays, I just don't want to get too fancy in my own head. I'm going to be like, I've got a very strong hand and this is the kind of guy who doesn't always have to have it. I'm calling.
1: Yeah. But against certain players, we can absolutely fold here. Yeah. Well, that's not what's going to happen here. Yeah. Yeah. Berkey checks. Poke bets less than pot. He bets 30,500
0: 39k. He's afraid he's going to blow even ace king off, uh, yeah. off things if he goes too big. I
1: wonder if he had missed, if if Polk had missed, and he hit, it was like a deuce of spades in the river, if he would have bet more. Hmm. Maybe he would have. Maybe he would have. It's possible. Maybe Poke is actually trying to leave room for Berkey to make a fancy raise ah. and, because and try to get Poke off a seven, because Poke's like, well, I, I'm repping a seven, but I actually have the better full house. Yeah. And, And maybe Berkey thinks that's an opportunity because he's putting me on a seven. Maybe Berkey has a seven. Maybe
0: Berkey's been like letting me go crazy this whole time and is now going to take a shot because what the fuck do I have? That's a problem. Although Berkey would... No, Berkey's just chopping with another seven anyway. Why would he make a play? Because otherwise we're folding, right? Right.
1: We don't have ace-king that we're playing like this. So maybe he's trying to leave room for Berkey to make one of these wacky plays? Maybe. I don't know. Probably he just thinks this is what he can get called.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's most of it because Berkey doesn't have that many raises in him, really, based on how this hand's gone. Right? That makes sense. Like yep. Berkey has a seven, why would he check race? There's not a lot of value in it. Yep. Who's supposed to call him? Berkey, right. something better. He's I mean, not, if he has nothing fancy, the thing
1: is like if he has an ace, he turns into a bluff. That's right. That's the thing. Right. That's the only thing.
0: It, but does Berkey need to
1: do that? Yes. I think a lot of the time you do. So
0: we've been calling, hoping Doug doesn't have a seven, and now we're like, well, Doug probably has a seven. No. Like it's it doesn't make sense. You cognitive, it's cognitive dissonant. Yeah, you don't really have to do it. If we call have to, the turn, then we should be able to call the river. If we if we if we feel like we're losing on the turn and we have to bluff the river, then we probably should. Now I know sometimes we, we get more data on the river. Admittedly, yeah.
1: he bets, but he bets like three quarters pot or something, right, or a little more, eighty percent of the pot. All right. So do you think Berkey has to call? I don't know. Like how do you how do you <sighs> disseminate this situation? Okay,
0: we know Doug has some bluffs here, even though he doesn't right now. We know he can show up with bluffs here, right? He
1: he. Probably takes the same line with 5-6 suited. Right. Yeah. Let's
0: hope he does. Or 8-6 suited. Yeah. 8-6 suited, let's say. Yeah. He takes the same line exactly. We get to the river, and he bets on the river because he blocks the seven, and what the hell else is he going to do? Yeah. <laughs> he's trying and to get his full. And let's say he can bet this amount as a bluff. Okay. Because I think he probably can. Yeah. Uh, maybe sometimes he goes more, but he, I believe he can. You know, he's balanced, and he's thinking about this kind of stuff. Sure. And really trying to execute on it. Okay, as Berkey, what better hands do we actually have? We have pocket aces sometimes. Yeah, we have sevens sometimes. Sometimes we have those hands. Yeah. Um, do we have anything else that's mm, better? No. Do we play pocket aces and sevens this way that often? Maybe.
1: I don't think we can three-bet aces on the flop, and I don't think we can lead once, once we get raised on the turn.
0: Right, so we're gonna, so we're, because we don't wanna blow him off or yeah. anything. Although, if we think he has a seven, we're probably gonna be able to get paid anyway.
1: I guess. I know it's so strong. Berkey is a candidate to potentially three bet pocket aces, yes. but he might just call.
0: Agreed. And he might just call with a seven also. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, so we can have those hands, but pocket aces, there's only three combos of. Even though we talked about some sevens that he can have, he doesn't have that many sevens. They have to be suited. Yeah. There just aren't that many. Yeah. Right. Also, there's two nines out now, too. That even makes it harder for him to have that.
1: What's the worst hand we
0: get to the river with? Ace 10? Is he calling Ace 10 on the turn? That's a that's a big question. Yeah. Because it is an overbet. I'm not sure. It's right around there. Yeah. I feel like we definitely get to the river with Ace Jack. We got to get there with Ace Queen. Yeah, probably have to get there with Ace Jack too, right? Because Doug's going to three bet Ace Queen a lot. Yeah, not that it, not that he's playing. He's not playing any that. Ace like no. this. Um, so I guess that doesn't really matter.
1: I think Ace Jack, Ace Jack, very much so. And may I don't think we have Ace Ten, but I'm just making that up. Then we're kind of in the middle of our distribution combinatorially. If you had the suited sevens, we can have the pocket Aces now. Those aren't always going to play this way, whereas Ace-King is pretty much always going to play exactly this way, and so are Ace-Queen and Ace-Jack. Mm-hmm. So I guess that means maybe we remove some of the combos of the better hands. We need to do that. Yeah, and not some of the combos of the worse hands.
0: Right. Like, all, yeah, all the Ace-Kings are going to play at this which way. Which puts right? us
1: higher in our distribution, which is, like, probably how we have to make this decision against a player like Polk. Yeah. Right? Because Polk still has plenty of value. He, I mean, his value is sevens full. And now it is eight nine. Also, we probably know that is Berkey, right? That poke probably has eight nine suited in his range mm-hmm. as potential hands.
0: Um, we have to believe it's at least possible. Yeah. Um, I was thinking actually, it's possible for us that a better, ha- the best hand to call with, may be ace eight, because now we block eight seven and nine eight and nine eight. Yeah. Um, so we were calling the turn because we block eight seven. And then the river comes, and oh, my God, we also block 9-8 just in case. You figure yeah. like 8 seven's you know, it's kind of cool to block
1: both those things, you know. Maybe. There still aren't that many bluffs, but there's, you know, but are we, there's less value. I guess if we decide to call the flop with that hand, we might decide to fold the flop with that hand. It's we possible. Might. We might.
0: That's true. It, it depends on how, if we're, if, I think we're C-ranking that flop a lot, though, with like all our misses. So we probably just have to call with any reasonable ace on the flop, especially ace 8 again, because it blocks 8-7. We probably do call.
1: Conversely, though, it blocks all of the bluffs that we can imagine Doug having.
0: Blocks a lot of them. 5-6, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah. Maybe 9-6 suited. There's not a lot. Yeah. You're right. Um, 10 set ten nine suited, it doesn't block, which is maybe
1: Doug can have that sometimes. and That feels like you're stretching. I, I absolutely am stretching. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So I don't know. This one's really tough. Really tough. I
0: think when we know we're up against a guy who's relatively balanced here and... He's who he is and he knows who we are and all this kind of stuff. We probably are supposed to call with Ace King, but man,
1: it doesn't feel good. I think this is just right on the razor's edge of call or fold distribution wise.
0: I mean, every part of me would want to fold very, very badly.
1: Against most players in the world, you're going to fold and be happy about it. The
0: other thing that I'd be aware of is even though I know he can have like a few nines here, right? Yeah. But
1: really, when when he takes this line, he's
0: pretty much repping a seven or nothing. Right. It's a seven or nothing or a weird nine that backdoored that he got yeah. the turn
1: with. Yeah. Which is what happened. But we may even say like, does he, ha- does he always bet a nine on the turn when he gets there? I mean, I think we do give him enough credit to think yeah. that he-, he knows he's behind. And he's just got to keep going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, but the only
0: nine we're losing to is, n- is this hand, right? That's the only nine that Unless really he has exists. nine, six, like you thought, or maybe even ten nine. like yeah. it's not completely impossible. to could have 10, nine. seven, nine, but you know, that was already, yeah, that's the that problem. Matter yeah. Um, so still, like, it's mostly sevens. Yeah. Right? So that's good. Why? Uh, <laughs> oh, it's good because two nines coming blocks nine seven. Sure. That's why it's good. Okay, That
1: yeah, that is good.
0: Nine seven suited. There's less of them. In yeah. fact, I don't know if there's any because I don't know the suits.
1: Uh, let's see. Nine of hearts, nine of clubs, and seven of clubs, seven of diamonds. So okay, there's so there's combo.
0: only one combo now instead of having two combos. before. Yeah. I guess. So it's not, not a huge difference. We lose one combo. All right. That's not as exciting as I thought. Um,
1: but it, but it does point us in that direction slightly. Yeah. But I think it's all about distribution in the end in the spot and where we fit. Yeah. Um,
0: I think we probably ultimately have to call here. We are getting better than two to one. That helps a little bit. I know we always get a pretty good price, but you know, that means we just don't have to be right. We don't have to be right half the time or anything. It's easy to talk yourself into. I think, um, You know, I got to be right at least 51% of the time, and that's just not true. No, it's not. So, like, it's okay to be wrong. It's okay to call and lose as long as making this call over time is profitable, right? So, is Ace-King profitable over time?
1: I think it's right there.
0: Yeah. It's tough.
1: I can't blame him for folding. I can't blame him for calling. I think we probably
0: have to call because we just don't have... I worry that we just don't have enough stronger hands that we really get here with this way. Yeah. I think So, I think it's high enough in the distribution... I don't know if we're really opening all the sevens that we think we are. We probably are, but I'm not hundred percent sure that Burke literally always doing that. Like
1: queen eight was in a tournament late. No, It was not. It wasn't. It was no, cash. That was in live with the bike cash. Are you sure? Yes. Wow. All
0: right. We'll forget. I'm thinking
1: though. of, uh, I'm thinking of the
0: King 10 hand. Yeah. Yeah. Against Vexler. Yeah. That's you're right. That's a different, that, that was the PCA, right? Yep. Um, okay. Anyway, back to the other point then. Fair enough. He opened queen eight. Wow. Um, we're never going to let that hand go, are we? You aren't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so still, it doesn't, I, I don't know that he necessarily has all these sevens all the time, just because he had queen at that, that time. You know, like there may have been table dynamics in play. There may have been other things Maybe, play. but he's
1: Matt Burke. He's more likely to. He is definitely
0: more likely to. But we, but we know he's got, um, man. He t- but he has all the aces, right? So he's got ace-king all the time. Yeah. All combos of the ace-king that he can have are, are
1: always going to be here just like this. I think we probably have to call and hate it. I think it's fine to call or we're fine to fold. I don't Mm -hmm. think we have to call. He does call. So Doug Polk. Gets very lucky and wins a very big pot. He makes a funny face as he turns his hand over. He feels a little guilty. Not really. He, makes, he makes such an interesting face. I wonder if
0: Berkey knows right away that he's beat. Because Doug makes such a face. It's so cartoonish that it's a little unclear. Is Doug embarrassed because he got there or because his hand is so ridiculously bad? Like five, six suited. You know? Right. It's one of those two. But I don't know if it's obvious instantly to Berkey. Yeah. Usually you know. You can look at the person's face and just know if, if, your, if your call is good or not. Right. But I don't know if you can tell this time.
1: It hurts to, to lose a polygon. Like this that. is such a rough way to lose that's a, a polygon. That's a tough one. Yeah. Music
0: is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. You're not going to show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them sometimes. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a break, but I'm back to claim the crown, and gonna be traveling the globe. We still have time to make it.